championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome into the LakersNation.com live off-season show. I am Trevor Lane right here for LakersNation.com, taking all your questions and comments. So if you're joining me from YouTube, Facebook, or Periscope, welcome. And we are just a few days away from the NBA draft. The rumor mill, oh my, it is already heating up. We had a trade go down today between the Memphis Grizzlies and the New Orleans Pelicans, which actually included one of the Lakers draft picks, their draft pick next year. Uh, And we've got a lot to talk about today. Look, we're going to get into the playmakers the Lakers are targeting, why they might be doing that. We're going to talk a little bit about DeMar DeRozan, an interview that he gave this morning that was really interesting. Sure sounds like he wants to be a Los Angeles Laker. We'll talk about some different targets for the Lakers to look at, both on the trade market and the free agent market, and break down what kind of situation the Lakers are in right now. As you can tell, Solo show, just me, but as always, it's never really just me. It's me and all of you. So let's get to it. If you are listening to the podcast version of this, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's dive into this. See what you guys are talking about right now. All right, let's let's start with the DeMar DeRozan thing. Let's start with that because that is the probably the biggest thing that's going on right now, aside from the Buddy Heald stuff, which we're going to get into that as well. So DeMar DeRozan, uh, his interview this morning with Shannon Sharp, oh, that was interesting. Very, very interesting in terms of he made it very clear that he is perfectly willing to take a pay cut. And that was hurdle number one towards DeMar DeRozan becoming a Laker, right? Because... If he's not, if he's not willing to take, look, he made $27 million this last season. If he thinks that he's going to make the same thing next season, well, first of all, he's probably wrong. I don't think there's a team out there that's going to give him that. But if money is number one on his priority list, that's a problem for the Lakers. The Lakers are capped out. They don't have much they can offer. The most they can offer, if he's, if we're looking at just free agency, is the mid-level exception, which is just under $10 million. Uh, that's, that's, uh, well, that's a, a complicating factor there. If he's really looking for a lot of money, there's a lot of other teams that could offer more than that because they have cap space, but that's not what DeMar said. DeMar DeRozan said, you know what? I've made a lot of money. What I want to do now is win. That's the most important thing is win. And that made us think, gosh, might he even be willing? And this is a dream, right? If it happens, I'm not assuming this would happen, but might he even be willing to take the taxpayer mid-level exception? Big, big difference, by the way. Taxpayer mid-level is uh, it's a little under $6 million. But using that wouldn't trigger the hard cap, right? Using the full mid-level exception or anything over the taxpayer mid-level exception would trigger a hard cap. And that is a massive difference in terms of how the Lakers fill out the rest of their roster. So if DeMar DeRozan, an LA guy, is willing to not only take less, but take a lot less. We're talking about take that taxpayer mid-level exception. That puts the Lakers in a tremendous spot in terms of filling out the rest of their roster because they can exceed what the hard cap which would be set at, which is about $143 million this season. So that would be fantastic for the Lakers if he's willing to do that. Um, look, if he was not willing to do that, and let's say he wanted $20 million per season, then you're in a scenario where you have to execute a sign-in trade with the Spurs in order to get him. Number one, challenge with doing that triggers a hard cap. Accepting a player in a sign-in trade situation does trigger that hard cap. Number two, it's the Spurs. They don't want to trade with the Lakers. Greg Popovich, 
notorious for, for not liking the Lakers and going out of his way to try to put a stop towards them improving in any way. So you'd have some challenges there. Um, again, though, the stuff that DeMar DeRozan said today, it sounded really good, really, really good in terms of him wanting to be a Laker, wanting to play in front of his hometown fans. Um, he even explained how it worked playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah, it sounds like he's very interested in joining your Lakers. Now the question is, what's what's the competition look like for his services? And then what price can you get him at? If you get him at the mid-level, probably still worth it, but it's going to make it a lot more difficult for Rob Polinka to fill out the rest of that roster at a, on a mid-level exception. If it's that taxpayer mid-level, I've been saying it for a while now. If he's willing to take that, if you sit down with him, with DeMar DeRozan, and you're Rob Polinka, and he says, I might even take the mid, the uh, taxpayer mid-level. You hand him that contract immediately. You do not leave. You get him to sign that right away, and then you run away, and you say, done deal, man. This is this is set, because that would be a fantastic, fantastic move for the Lakers. And I know we can certainly say, look, on the floor, DeMar DeRozan, he can't shoot threes. That's a problem defensively. Maybe he's not the best defender in the world. He's so talented, and he hits that mid-range shot so well that it makes up for some of the other things. And if you've got him on the taxpayer mid-level, it makes it a little bit easier to build out a roster around those deficiencies to kind of account for those things. That's, you know, you put other shooters on the floor alongside him in order to help make up for the lack of floor spacing that he provides. He's really good at running the pick and roll. I think it'd be great. I think he'd be a great fit for the Lakers. Uh, I had somebody asking earlier if the Lakers could get DeMar DeRozan and Buddy Heald. And the answer is yes. Yes, that is possible. My goodness, what a perfect pairing, at least on the offensive end of the floor. Buddy Heald, what he does with his three-point shooting, his ability to hit the deep ball, sort of makes up for DeRozan not being able to do that. And conversely, DeRozan's playmaking kind of makes up for Buddy Heald not being a major playmaker. I like the fit a lot on the offensive end. But again, that's where the hard cap could become a problem. So if DeRozan is taking that taxpayer mid-level, that makes a major difference. And again, Let's not assume that he's going to become a Laker. A lot can happen between now and when free agency uh, free agency kicks off beginning of August. Uh, but it did sound very, very good in terms of that interview. And we got to say this. Thank you, Shannon Sharp. Thank you for asking the questions the way you did. You could It came through that he's a Lakers guy because he definitely steered the conversation in that direction and got all the stuff that Lakers fans have been wanting to hear. So fantastic interview. Loved the way that whole thing went down. Uh, somebody said, oh, Bob and Patel said, I can see Melo coming for the veteran minimum. Yeah, I could too. I could too. You know, this has been rumored for a long time that Carmelo Anthony uh, wants to play with LeBron James, one of his good buddies. It, it would make a lot of sense. It really would, especially if the Lakers do what I think they're going to do I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know exactly where he's going, but I think Kyle Kuzma is going to be traded. I've been saying this for weeks now, um, and it's based on nothing more than logistically. I think it just makes sense right now. Thirteen million dollar contract. Uh, it's just it's easier to get something in return for that than back when he was making say three point five million last season, and uh, it, it just kind of feels like now's the time. So, if Kyle Kuzma is indeed moved, Carmelo Anthony, the need for him goes up. And I think he makes even more sense if Kyle Kuzma's not on the roster to go after him. Uh, Joel M said, hey, Trevor, how's your day? 
My day's going well. My day is, is going pretty well. I get to talk Lakers basketball today, which is a ton of fun. Keith Smith and I over on the NBA front office show, we got to break down a real trade that actually, it, I should say, I shouldn't say it happened because it hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen, but it's been agreed to. Um, the trade between the Memphis Grizzlies and the New Orleans Pelicans. So that was a blast. If you guys haven't done that already, if you haven't subscribed over to the NBA front office YouTube channel, would definitely recommend that you do that because, well, we're breaking everything down league-wide on a daily basis. So if you want not just the Lakers perspective, which is what I give you here on the LakersNation.com YouTube channel, but you want the league-wide perspective, particularly looking at the salary cap and how all of that works, make sure you check out the NBA front office YouTube channel. But it's been a good day. It's been a good day. We have a new puppy in the house here. My wife, for her birthday, she wanted a puppy. And so uh, we spent part of yesterday picking him up and getting him. And so now it's, you know, training him and all that kind of stuff. But he's ridiculously cute. So got to spend any time I wasn't working on Lakers stuff, chasing the puppy around. Uh, XRP boy Bradley from YouTube, the Super Chat. Thank you. Uh, Do you think it's possible to get Lowry, DeRozan, and Lonzo? No, uh, I don't. I'm going to say no on that. Uh, Two of those, maybe. Two of those, maybe. But all three, no. Because here's what would happen. If Lowry caught wind of Lonzo going to the Lakers, Lowry wouldn't go. Or conversely, like if Lonzo caught wind that the Lakers were going to go get Lowry, he wouldn't want to go. Both those guys want to be the the point guard, right? The lead ball handler. So they're not going to go together. That's not going to work. But two of those guys, maybe. For example, if DeRozan is willing to take that taxpayer mid-love, this is the key here. Then you could get into a sign-and-trade situation to get Lowry or to get Lonzo. Now, you're going to hard cap yourself, but again, if DeRozan is only making that just under $6 million, it makes it a little bit easier to deal with that, particularly if it's a sign-and-trade that doesn't see you sending out salary that you're not accounting for. So Dennis Schroeder, in other words. If you're trading Kuzma and KCP, say, to get Lonzo or to get Lowry or whatever. And I'm not saying that's the that's what the trade would be. I'm just saying in terms of the numbers making that work, you're sending out about 26 million in salary. You'd be bringing back, I don't know, maybe it's 25 to bring in Lowry. Then you're sending out as much salary as you're taking on. You still have a hard cap to deal with, but it's a bit more manageable. Okay. So that's the key. I think you can get two of those guys. I think it's possible. I wouldn't say it's likely. All three, no, that's not gonna happen. All right, I need to address this. Somebody said Eric Bledsoe for Kuzma. Oh, somebody said they're not getting notifications for my videos. Well, you better check your notifications because this time of year, you really want to make sure that you've got notifications turned on. Uh, Eric Bledsoe for Kyle Kuzma. I think because we heard the, um, the, the I believe it was Chris Haynes who put out there that Eric Bledsoe is not going to stay with the Memphis Grizzlies. He's part of that Pelicans trade uh, go, sending... Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, and picks, uh, swapping the 17 pick for the 10 pick, uh, going to the Memphis Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies pick up the 10 pick. They move up seven spots. It sounds like they may even try to move up from there. Uh, They also get the Lakers pick in in 2022, and there was a swap in the second round as well. I think it was from 51. The Grizzlies jump up from 51 to 40. But anyway, um, in that scenario where you've got all of those things taking place, I don't know that Bledsoe is a guy that's actually going to get retraded. I think he could get bought out. See, Bledsoe, his contract is really interesting. He actually has 
next season under contract. And the following year, he only has about $4 million under contract. And that's it. That's the only amount that's guaranteed. The rest is non-guaranteed. So Bledsoe, if he really says, you know what, I don't want to be a Memphis Grizzly, and Keith Smith and I outlined this earlier today, if he says, I really don't want to be a Memphis Grizzly, I'd like to be able to say where I'm going to go, and Memphis doesn't feel like they can get something for him, like teams aren't going to be willing to offer anything of value for him, they can say, well, you know what, drop the, the guaranteed money off of the second year contract, $4 million, and let's do a buyout. If that happens, Keith said it to me. I didn't even say this. Keith brought it up to me, and he said, I expect Eric Bledsoe to be a Laker if he gets bought out. Now, that's Keith's opinion, but clutch sports guy, relationship with LeBron, makes a lot of sense. And I think what Keith even brought up here makes a lot of sense from the Lakers' perspective. He said, would you rather have Eric Bledsoe on a minimum contract because he's been bought out, or would you rather have Dennis Schroeder on a four-year contract paying him $20 million per season? I said Bledsoe. On a minimum contract, you it's no it's a no-brainer, right? Now, Dennis Schroeder, in a nutshell, is the, the better player, but... In terms of contractually, that gives you so much more flexibility at the other positions that I would definitely lean towards Eric Bledsoe in that situation. So keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that. If we start to hear like, hey, Eric Bledsoe, yeah, he's not going to be a Grizzly, which is kind of what we're hearing right now, and he's going to get bought out, he could well become a Laker. Uh, what about Ingles, O'Neal, or or uh, Bogdanovich from Utah? Somebody just asked on a super chat. The name flew past me. All of those guys would be would be fantastic. I love Joe Ingles, Jingles all the way. He would be a great fit for the Lakers with his passing ability, his shooting ability. Uh, the question is, do the Jazz want to trade with the Lakers? That's going to be a question mark. There's a lot of teams in the Western Conference that see the Lakers as their mortal enemies. Um, look, the, the report was from Shams Charania that the Suns would not participate in any deal that would send Chris Paul to the Lakers because they don't want to see the Lakers get better because... They don't like the Lakers, right? They see the Lakers as their chief rival. If Utah feels that way, then I think they would be, they could be motivated to make some moves, but they would also be motivated to not make those moves with the Lakers specifically. So we'll see how all that works out. But yes, any of those pieces, whether it's Royce O'Neal, Bogdanovich, any of those guys could be great fits for the Lakers. Particularly if you can work out a trade involving, say, Kyle Kuzma, who again, look, Adrian Wojnarowski said, Kyle Kuzma and KCP, the Lakers have offered them up, he said, to every team he's spoken to. Okay, so how many teams? I mean, that could be 29 teams. That could be two teams, right? Uh, We don't know how many teams he's spoken to, but we'd have to imagine it's Woj. He's probably talked to quite a few teams. That just tells us, look, Rob's doing his due diligence, and he's doing everything he can to find the right move for the Lakers. I take that as good news. I had some people who took that as, Look at that. The Lakers, they can't get any any value for these guys because they're being offered up to so many different teams around the NBA. No, that just tells me Rob's burning up the phone lines and he's finding out what kind of value these guys have. Some teams might value Kyle Kuzma more than other teams. It's up to Rob to figure out what those teams are and then figure out if those teams have something that the Lakers want. So there's one thing we know. It's that Rob Palenka is going to leave no stone unturned. And if there's a good deal out there to make the Lakers better, he's going to find it. All right, uh, I got a super chat here from Kyle Roberts. Thank you from YouTube. Would you rather have Buddy Heald or DeRozan? Uh, just pl- player, I know uh, Money with Heald could hard cap us, but just wondering. Uh, money with Heald, so Heald is under contract, so trading for him would not hard cap you. You wouldn't have to worry about that. A sign and trade for DeRozan 
would hard cap you because you're bringing in a player in a sign and trade situation. So that's one of the benefits of trading for a player who's already under contract, not in a sign and trade situation, is you don't have to worry about the hard cap. So that's definitely an advantage. If I had to pick one of the two, I'm probably picking Buddy Heald. And that is simply because this, like you might be able to argue that DeRozan is the better player right now, but DeRozan's also into his 30s at this point. Buddy Heald, look, he's older than you think because he was old for a rookie coming into the NBA, but I think he fits Anthony Davis's timeline a bit better. He's still in his 20s. That's the guy that I would lean towards between the two, but it's very close. They're both very, very talented player, players and bring very different things to the Lakers. Buddy Heald, obviously the shooting, DeMar Rosen, the playmaking, the mid-range mastery. Uh, Omar, the Lakers fan, said, what's your take on Jonas Valanciunas getting traded to New Orleans? I love the deal for New Orleans. I really do. I think New Orleans got a steal here. I think that uh, the Memphis Grizzlies absorbed a lot of salary in order to get, uh, what, a seven-spot move up in the in the first round here, going from 17 to 10. They moved up in the second round as well, going from 51 to 40, and then picked up the Lakers' 2022 pick, so next year's pick. But it's top 10 protected. And that's not from the Lakers. That's the Pelicans put a top 10 protection on it. So if the Lakers implode and that pick ends up being actually good, then the Grizzlies don't get it. If the Lakers are good and that pick is not as desirable, then the Grizzlies get it. That's not great. Like they absorbed a lot of salary because Steven Adams, his deal goes a year past when Valanciunas' deal does. Valanciunas is actually on an expiring contract. And you can say, well, they'll have to pay Valanciunas next year. That's true. But I like Valanciunas better than Steven Adams. Very different skill sets. Steven Adams might help John Morant more. We can argue that. But personally, I like the deal from the Pelican side a bit better than the Memphis side. But I can see why Memphis did it. And if there's somebody they really love at 10 that they just don't think is going to be there at 17, okay, maybe it makes sense. Personally, I think there's going to be someone at 17 that is just as good as the guy you're going to get at 10 looking at the way this draft breaks down. But if they don't agree, then maybe this is a move that they had to make. But I do think they paid a lot in order to move up and then pick up that Lakers first-round pick next year, which again, may not be worth all of that much. We'll see. Uh, For the Pelicans, it opens up a lot of opportunities. Puts them in the running now to be able to pay Kyle Lowry. They could retain Lonzo. I think it gave them a lot of flexibility moving forward. So I I like the Pelican side of it a bit more. But again, if the Grizzlies get their guy and that guy hits, whoever they get at number 10, or if they're able to move up even farther into the draft, then uh, you can't complain if that pick hits. Uh, Somebody said, hey, Trevor, how do you feel about acquiring Terrence Ross? Yeah, I mean, look, he could be a good target just in terms of finding a scorer to come off the bench. That's one of the things that I would like to see the Lakers address is we've heard so much about, okay, the Lakers are going after a playmaker, right? And clearly they don't see Dennis Schroeder as that. Now, Woj pushed back on that. I believe it was yesterday when he did his show with Zach Lowe. Uh, Woj mentioned that he still sees the Lakers bringing back Dennis Schroeder, which Look, if you're looking at things from the outside, that still makes sense because you have his bird rights. You don't have to sign and trade for him, right? That that matters. But if the Lakers don't see him as a true playmaker, then that's where they would suddenly start getting connected to Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, Lonzo Ball, Spencer Dinwiddie, on and on and on, all these other guys. I think the Lakers want to move on from Dennis Schroeder. Maybe they're not able to. Maybe at the end of the day, they can't. Right? Maybe it just doesn't work, and they wind up just having to re-sign Schroeder. 
it's possible that's the path we we walk down. But um, I think that uh, that the Lakers are going to do whatever they can in order to make this really work. Right? They're going to do what they can to bring in another ball handler for LeBron. Terrence Ross is not that, but he can at least score coming off the bench. The Lakers had too many instances last season and every season with LeBron so far where the offense just totally falls to pieces. And LeBron's going to be turning 37. You need somebody out there who can control the offense. That's not LeBron. And you need somebody who can just put the ball in the basket. And maybe that's Terrence Ross. So that's where I could see him fitting. Let's see what else you guys have here. So, by the way, I want to address the the Russell Westbrook thing. Oh, Basket Central from YouTube said, who do, with a super chat, thank you, said, who do you think the Lakers should draft? I still like Trey Murphy III a lot. I still like Bones Highland. The impulsive side of me says take Bones Highland, right? Just because he's going to be so much fun. I love watching this guy play basketball. The analytic side of me says Trey Murphy III, his skill set is what the Lakers need. Three and D player, good size, can contest. I like him a lot. Uh, either one of those guys would be great, but you know what? There's a lot of guys who would be great. Chris Duarte, right? Cam Thomas, you can talk me into. There's a lot of guys that could be great. Jaden Springer, um, like there, there's a lot out there, okay? So, yeah, uh, Usman Garuba, if he makes it, my goodness, defensively, he could be incredible. This, could, this guy could be a first-team all-NBA defender, right? Like, there's a lot of guys that would make a lot of sense for the Lakers at 22 if they keep their pick. So I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to lock in on any particular player. I do think it's interesting that there were rumors about the Lakers trading back. And to me, that just speaks to the depth of the draft that they feel like they're going to get somebody pretty good, even if they trade back. And they're going to use that in order to pick up maybe another draft pick and have another young guy cost controlled and use those guys to help fill out their roster. Will be interesting to see, do we see like a Josh Hart-esque move? Remember the Lakers jumped back two spots in the draft. uh, I believe it was 2017 drafted Josh Hart, picked up an extra second rounder for their trouble, used that second rounder on Thomas Bryant. The Lakers know how to draft. This team just does. Their their scouting department, they do a great job. Their hits are way more often than their misses. So if the Lakers are able to pick up an extra pick by trading back, I'm going to look at it as a win because they're going to be able to snag two solid players that I think can contribute if their track record is any indication. Uh, King Wani said, draft Jared Butler and send Dennis back to Germany. Uh, Jared Butler, that's another option that's out there that could be pretty good. Uh, Sonic Fighter 25. Let's say hypothetically we trade for Westbrook. Oh, I missed the the rest of the, the message there. I spent too much time talking on the other one. But uh, I do want to talk about Russell Westbrook. That's where I was going anyway. So, Russell Westbrook. Here's where I think I'm going to fall on this one. In order to trade for him, you need a lot to work out for you, right? You need Dennis Schroeder to agree to a sign and trade to the Washington Wizards, essentially. You need um, to send Kyle Kuzma there. You need uh, Montrezl Harrell probably to indeed opt in, as he's rumored to do right now, and be willing to go to the Washington Wizards. So you need a lot to line up there. I think I draw the line at Taylor Horton Tucker. I think I'm at the same spot I was with the Kyle Lowry trade in the middle of the season, right at the trade deadline. Taylor Horton Tucker, if he is the sticking point that's stopping Kyle Lowry from becoming a Laker, he's got to be the sticking point for Russell Westbrook as well. 
I would rather have Lowry than, than Westbrook. Now, I'm not going to say that Westbrook is a terrible idea, right? The fit, questionable at best. Questionable at best because he can't shoot three. Teams are going to completely ignore him. Uh, but he's still a very talented player. And I think he can help in some ways, right? His ability to push in transition. The Lakers would be so much fun to watch in transition with Russell Westbrook on the team. He can handle the basketball when LeBron James is not there. He can put a ton of pressure on the rim. He's a pretty good passer in terms of kicking out to open shooters. He's good doing that. And the Lakers right now only have one guy on their team that can do that, and that's LeBron. So I think there are some things that he would bring. But if you have to sacrifice THT to do it, I'm probably not doing it because of how much else in your roster you've got to give up to get to a workable trade with that $44 million that Russell Westbrook is owed. So that's where I'm going to stand on him. I think it's an interesting idea. I'm not going to totally dismiss it and say, just no, you flat out do not do this. It's a terrible fit. Just never. If the price is right and you feel like you can add the right pieces around him, you have to consider it. But he's not the first option. He's not the first guy that I would go to if I'm the Lakers. Uh, Davis Painter from YouTube, the Super Chat. Thank you. What's the trade you hear drop from Woj Shams that makes you running around the house happy? Um, Lonzo Ball back to the Lakers. I'd be pretty excited about that one. I'm very much on board with that type of a move. But otherwise, it's it's the out of the blue move that nobody saw coming that lands the Lakers, a player that makes everybody else around the NBA go, what? How'd they get that guy? The Dennis Schroeder trade did that, right? Remember how excited we all were when they got him? Now, obviously, it didn't work out the way we wanted it to. That was a home run trade for the Lakers. The Montrose Harrell move, getting the sixth man of the year for the mid-level exception, again, did not work out the way we wanted it to, but those were good moves. Those were good moves. It just didn't work. Sometimes they don't work out. Doesn't mean the idea was bad. That's the type of thing that I'd be excited about. Aside from that, it would probably be, probably be a Buddy Heel trade. Buddy Heel trade I'd be excited about like that. Robert Young Jr. from YouTube, the Super Chat. Hey, Trevor, do the Lakers have a shot at Beal? No. I wish I could say yes. I wish I could say yes, there's a way. If Bradley Beal says he will only go to the Lakers, then maybe. The problem is Bradley Beal is so good that even if he put it out there that any team who trades for me, I'm leaving you in a year when I hit free agency. That's what Anthony Davis did, right? To make sure that no other team would want to trade for him. They'd be scared off and he could just go to the Lakers. If Bradley Beal did that, the problem is you have enough teams out there who would just say, we don't care. We'll still trade for him and we'll take the chance. We'll take the chance and we'll spend a year trying to convince him to stay. And I still think those teams could offer more in a package than what the Lakers can. They just don't have the right pieces to go after a guy the caliber of Bradley Beal. So I wish I could say, yes, he's a tremendous player. He'd be a great fit. But if he really hits the market, the Lakers' very best offer would be beaten in half a second, right? 29 teams are going to bid on Bradley Beal if he hits the trade market. And a lot of them, a lot of them, those offers will come in much higher than even what the Lakers' very, very best offer is. Just the, the way it is. You know, it's funny. I've got people complaining about me mentioning Alonzo. People saying Lonzo's not Lonzo says I'm not trying to win and things like that. If you're thinking of Lonzo as the guy the Lakers had a few years ago, you have to understand he's a different player now. The three-point shooting has changed, and that changes a lot of his value. He's now a 38% three-point shooter for the last two seasons. That makes a major difference. Also on a high volume. He even started hitting free throws last season. 
that's why. You look at a guy, 6'6", incredibly switchy on the defensive end of the floor. That's great for Coach Frank Vogel. Can shoot the three. Maybe he's not breaking down his man off the perimeter, but that's okay. He's still a ball mover. He's still, I think, a great fit on both ends of the floor for the Lakers. Again, if you're thinking of the guy that the Lakers had a few seasons ago, that's not the same guy we're talking about. The shooting changes a lot for his game. And so that's why I see him as a good fit now in the ways that he didn't quite fit a few seasons ago. So that's why I'm not totally out on Lonzo Ball. Somebody said Beal is a ball hog. Who's he supposed to give it to on the Wizards to put the ball in the bed? Nobody else is going to score on the Wizards. Of course he has to be a ball hog there. All right, from YouTube, the Super Chat, Katie Forever said, why not Malcolm Brogdon? Just give up Kuz, Trez, THT. We can't wait for THT to become a star that may never arrive. It's time to move on. Look, if, uh, for number one, we're assuming that the Pacers want to move him, will accept a trade from the Lakers. Remember, they're not big fans of the Lakers after what happened with the Paul George situation. And that that's the package that they want. That's the best package out there. Kuzma, Trez, and THT. Maybe it is. I mean, that's certainly possible. I'm not going to say it couldn't be the best package out there. But sometimes we look at things like that, right? I hear this a lot during this time of year. Why trade for player X when you could just go get this guy? And usually this guy is somebody who's way better than the other player that you're talking about that a lot of times isn't available. Now, I think Brogdon could be available. Are the Lakers really going to get him if that's the offer? That offer could get beaten out by some other teams. Um, As far as THT, again, I would prefer to hang on to him. I think he's very talented. I think his skill set is very interesting, and he's a guy that you want to develop for the future. But Malcolm Brogdon's really good. I like him a lot. I like him a lot as a target, and if he's out there, I would put him up probably just south of Kyle Lowry in terms of the fit with the Lakers and, and how, how all that would work out. I think he'd be a great target. I'd love to see it, but it feels like he's a bit less available than some of the other guys out there. Uh, Sonic Fighter 25. So what would be easier, Buddy Westbrook or Buddy DeRozan? Also interesting. We've heard absolutely zero Drummond news. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about that. Uh, I think Buddy and DeRozan would be easier because we're operating under the assumption, DeRozan has already said it, he will take a pay cut, right, in order to play for his hometown team he's or, or to contend for a championship anyway. So if DeRozan is asking, what, maybe the mid-level exception, $10 million, it's very different if you're combining Buddy Heald's 22-ish million with DeRozan at, I mean, fingers crossed, maybe the taxpayer bid level compared to combining him with um, a $44 million Russell Westbrook. That's, that's a big difference. So I would say buddy DeRozan over buddy Westbrook, just in terms of filling out the rest of your roster, but it's the same idea, right? If you were to find a way, and I think it'd be really difficult because most likely if you're trading for Westbrook, you're trading away all the pieces that you would need to get, um, to get healed anyway. So you're probably not going to get both those guys. In fact, I don't think the Lakers have enough salaries in order to make that work. But the idea would be the same. You're making up for, in some ways, Westbrook's shooting deficiency by bringing in a shooter in Buddy Heel. As far as why no Andre Drummond news, I don't think Andre Drummond is high on the priority list for a lot of teams right now. I think somebody's going to pay him more than the better a minimum. I do wonder if it might be the Lakers, if they strike out elsewhere in free agency. You know, he's got a good relationship with the Lakers. 
seen any of the pictures he's been posting to Instagram lately. He's been wearing LA hats and things like that. Tends to wear Lakers type gear. His NFT is even purple and gold themed. Uh, I, it wouldn't shock me if he sticks around with the Lakers if they don't find somebody else to spend their taxpayer mid-level on. All right. Man, I love all the questions and comments we're getting coming in. This is one of my favorite times of the year. For some people, some people say, gosh, I'm sick of the rumors. I just want to see something real happen. I love all the rumors. I love all the different possibilities. I love breaking down all the hypotheticals that could happen, the different ways you could build out the Lakers roster. To me, that's a lot of fun. It doesn't bother me that a lot of the stuff isn't actually going to happen because I love getting into these hypothetical situations. But uh, but look, I get it. I get it why a lot of people say, say, you know, hey, we just want something real to happen. I do think the Lakers are going to pull some stuff off, though. Uh, Riley Anderson from YouTube. Hey, Trevor, is it possible for the Lakers to pull off a trade for Terry Rozier? Could we trade or sign and trade Harrell over plus someone else? Any news on the Vogel extension? Nothing on the Vogel extension so far, which is kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, nothing there. As far as pulling off a trade for Terry Rozier, sure. Maybe our old buddy Mitch Kupchak will help us out. He's running the Hornets now. But uh, yeah, you could definitely do that. The question is, for the Hornets, wouldn't they just tell Trez, hey, just opt out of your contract and we'll sign you in free agency. And then they don't have to give up anything. Um, the Lakers would have to add some stuff, some stuff to Trez to make that worth their while. Uh, Chris Jamin from YouTube with the Super Chat. Thank you. Is Lonzo... And Buddy Heald and DeRozan possible? I thought we already went over that. Uh, no. No, it's not going to be. Oh, we went over a variation with Lowry in there. Uh, all three of those guys, no. Because, again, I think the pieces you would have to trade to get Buddy Heald are the same pieces you would have to put into a sign-and-trade to get Lonzo. So that's why. Like, like Kuzma, KCP, Stuff like that is what you'd have to give up in order to get, say, Buddy Heald. You'd have to give those things to get Lonzo as well. The only way you could do it, okay, I'm correcting myself here. There is a way. There is a way that you could do it. DeRozan on the taxpayer mid-level, Buddy Heald, you trade, I mean, it could be a sign-and-traded Dennis Schroeder. Or let's say for Lonzo, it's a sign-and-traded Dennis Schroeder in order to get Lonzo and maybe you have to throw in, I don't know, some stuff to make that work. And then you do Kuzma and KCP to get healed. Or you can flip that. You can do Kuzma and KCP to get Lonzo and, and assign and traded Truder to get Buddy healed, whichever way that works. Um, that's the way you would do it. That's the way you would have to make that work. But because you're accepting a player via sign and trade, you'd be pretty much capped out at that point And you have a really hard time bringing back THT, Caruso, that type of stuff. So there would be some challenges. but you could do it in theory. Really tough to pull that off, though. Uh, ZSBN from YouTube said, Hey, Trevor, if the Lakers lose out on signing Kyle Lowry or CP3 and can't bring back Dennis Schroeder, who should the Lakers pursue in free agency at the point guard position that's the best fit for them? Uh, there was a rumor, you know, Woj mentioned maybe you go get a guy like Ricky Rubio. That wouldn't be a bad fit. Spencer Dinwiddie is a guy I like a lot, but again, he has the same problem as Dennis Schroeder where he's got this very inflated view of how much he should get. They both seem to believe a starting point guard just automatically gets 20 to $25 million per season, which I don't think is accurate. Like, I'm not paying Schroeder 
the same as what I would pay Lowry. They're not on the same level. Lowry's on maybe two tiers up from Dennis Schroeder. So I wouldn't do that. Um, other guys they could pursue, look, TJ McConnell could be kind of a sometime starter for you. You could go after somebody like that. There's certainly the, the Westbrook trade market uh, that you could get involved in. Those are the types of guys that we're going to be talking about mostly. Uh, look, if you can get in on CJ McCollum somehow with the Blazers, that would be another guy to turn to. But again, the uh, the pickings could get kind of slim there. If Kyle Lowry, CP3, they're off the market. Actually, I think that's where Eric Bledsoe would make a lot of sense if he does get bought out, turn to Eric Bledsoe. In fact, I would probably even take Eric Bledsoe over Schroeder just because if he does get bought out because of the cost. Uh, Drew Channel from YouTube. Do you think it's possible? Can we sign DeMar on the mid-level exception and trade Kuz and the pick for Buddy, then sign Melo to, for the vet minimum, uh, get shooters and bigs, let Buddy run the point, and have LeBron, DeMar, and AD. So all that is possible. I don't think Buddy Hill is going to be your point guard. That's not really what he is. He's more of an off-ball guy. He can handle the ball a little bit. But, sure, in theory, you could do those things. Um, I don't know that it's going to run out just like that. So, Sonic Fighter 25 from YouTube. Any player for the vet minimum you'd like, Dwight, Mello, etc. Yeah, so Wayne Ellington is a guy who I've always liked a lot in terms of a shooter off the bench, especially if you're not um, if you're not able to bring back a few of the Lakers' own shooters, like, say, Wes Matthews. If, if he doesn't come back, Ben McLemore, Wayne Ellington would be a nice guy to bring back and use him as a shooter. That would be a nice one. Dwight Howard, sure. Like like uh, like to see him come back. There's a lot of centers out there in the market that I like. Robin Lopez. I'm talking about better and minimum guys. So not guys that are going to you know set the world on fire. But I think there's enough guys out there. Um, Nerlens Noel would be phenomenal. I don't th- know that you get him for the vet minimum though. But there's a number of guys out there who can just set hard screens, roll to the basket, protect the rim. Dwight would certainly fit that mold. I think there's some vet minimum guys that you can go chase that can do things like that. The rumor of Westbrook seems surreal. What are your feelings about this? I think the Westbrook rumor becomes more real if Bradley Beal in the next 24, 48 hours tells the Wizards, I want out. If the Wizards make a move to trade Bradley Beal, it makes all kinds of sense for them to also part ways with Russell Westbrook. If not, they probably hang on to him. So I do think it's real. I do think the interest is real. But again, I think it comes down to Bradley Beal saying, I want out for it to, for it to happen. Robert Jones, do you expect Marcus Gasol to be a Laker next season? Not really. Oh, somebody asked his white side of free agent. Yes, he is. That's somebody else who would be on my better minimum list. Um, I wouldn't say I expect it. It wouldn't shock me at all if Marcus Gasol retired, uh, especially with the way the season played out with the Lakers. If he does come back, okay. As long as he's not like your starter and the guy that you're leaning on night in and night out, sure, you could do worse as just a three-point shooting big that you bring in off the bench. Look, he shot... He was one of the only Lakers to really show up in the playoffs. Shot 66% from three in the playoffs. I wouldn't mind having him back. He's not hes not the rock that you lean on in the middle, though, game in and game out. But if he's one of your guys that you can turn to, sure. No, I have no problem with that. Uh, somebody asked, what's Bledsoe's salary right now? So he's making about $18 million right now this season. Next season, though, of that 18-ish million, there's only, I'm sorry, the season after next, 
there's only about 4 million guaranteed. So that's where it gets a little bit interesting with Bledsoe's salary. I'm not saying you trade for him. I'm saying if the Grizzlies go to him and say, look, you want out, you don't want to play for us. We want to let you go. Get rid of that that last year, that non-guaranteed amount, make the whole thing non-guaranteed, then we'll buy you out and then you can move on. If it goes that route and he becomes a free agent, and he's already getting paid by the Grizzlies because he was, it was a buyout situation. Sure, I would absolutely take on Eric Bledsoe. Any news with the Lakers trying to get a center, like maybe bring back Dwight or JaVale or trying to get Miles Turner? You know, that's the one thing that we haven't heard a lot of. And that makes me think that the Lakers are probably seeing the center market the same way I do, that there's a lot of guys that there's not a lot of difference between them in terms of what kind of quality they're going to bring. If you're looking at veteran minimum guys, there's look, you miss on one guy. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, what are we, whatever will we do? We turn to the next guy. Oh, he's got, okay, we turn to the next one. There's a lot of guys, right, that you can get that will probably do the basic things that you need a center to do. So I'm not too worried about that. If you look at every rumor, the Lakers have been connected to either a three-point shooter, like Reggie Bullock is a guy that they've been connected to, or a playmaking ball handling guard. Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, Lonzo, et cetera. And I think there's a reason for that. I think that is where they are focusing their attention and the center position they'll worry about later. Maybe they just bring back Andre Drummond if the price is right. We'll see. But I do think that they're going to focus most of their attention on the guard and the wing positions as they should. Uh, somebody said, do you think Carmelo Anthony is really leaving and coming to the Lakers to leave Damian Lillard? Yeah, I think so. I think it really could happen. I think that could happen. Uh, it, it would make a lot of sense. It would make a lot of sense for Carmelo Anthony to finally get to play with LeBron James. And like I said, if Kyle Kuzma gets moved somewhere else, I think the Lakers would actually have a need for what Carmelo Anthony could do. Trevor, become a Mariners fan, please. I'll keep watching every bit. Well, I hope you still keep watching every bit, but I'm a Dodgers fan. We've got our, our sister site is dodgerblue.com. So I that's, that's not going to be changing. Sorry. All right. Somebody is asking... Uh, hey, Trevor, do you think we could sign Isaiah Thomas? I don't think so. I think that's that's not going to happen. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, look, I wish him the best. I hope that everything works out great for him. I hope he is able to come back. But it, it's, he's just not a fit for the Lakers right now because of the defensive concerns. Frank Vogel is such a defense-first head coach. I just don't think that's a fit. Uh, can the Lakers use the JaVale McGee trade exception? It's only like a $4 million exception. In theory, you could, but finding a player, and, I, and it, it, it expires really soon. I don't know the exact date, but it, it does expire soon. So in theory, you could use it, but um, it's not a lot of money. It's not a lot, so who are you really going to use it on? We'll see. Can LeBron take a pay cut to bring in Chris Paul? No, uh, LeBron's contract is already set. There's no re renegotiating contracts once they are set. Uh, Benjamin, any way to keep KCP and also get Buddy healed? Absolutely. Yeah, in particular, the way this would work is if Montrez Harrell does indeed opt in, let's say Rashawn Holmes gets a big offer somewhere else and he leaves the Kings, and the Kings say, you know what, we need another big. Or if they just want Trez to be their backup, and they say, Trez, we will commit to you, we're going to give you minutes, and Trez says, okay, I'll go to Sacramento. All right? Trez opts into his deal. You trade him with 
Kyle Kuzma to Sacramento in exchange for Buddy Heald. And then, boom, you still have KCP and Buddy Heald. Floor spacing for days. I like it. Somebody asked, what do you think the starting five will look like come training camp time? I have no idea. LeBron and Anthony Davis, aside from that, I have no idea. And that's the great part about the offseason. We don't know. There are endless possibilities out there. At this point, making a guess would be all but impossible. By the way, guys, let me let me throw this out there. Um, we have the, the LakersNation.com staff. We have just finalized all of our plans for uh, Summer League in Las Vegas. So if you guys find yourself out in, in Summer League, we will be out and about. Uh, we'll be there doing some stuff. I believe I'll be there at least. I think I'm there the 7th through the 12th, I want to say. So if you happen to find yourself in Las Vegas, you may be able to actually catch up with us in person. All right, guys, let's do let's do one more. Let's do one more, and then we will uh, call it a night here. Obviously, a lot going on right now. A lot going on, so exciting time of year. Oh, somebody said this this doesn't count, but is THT playing in Summer League? No, I don't see the Lakers playing THT. Uh, he'll be a third-year player this next year. Usually, you don't see those guys play Summer League. Uh, hey, Trevor, do you think we'll make a trade for Harrison Barnes? I'd rather have him than Buddy Heald. It's possible. It's definitely possible. But right now, the rumors that we've heard have been connecting the Lakers to Heald and not Barnes. But Harrison Barnes, I think, is an interesting fit as well. Can shoot the three, can pass a little bit, solid wing player. The Lakers could use somebody with size to defend on the perimeter. He wouldn't be a terrible fit either. I wouldn't be upset, but I would rather have Buddy Heald if I got to pick between the two. But Harrison Barnes maybe could be a good option. Somebody just asked, what about Will Barton? Will Barton... I'm 95% certain Will Barton's going to go back to the Denver Nuggets. It just feels like that's what both sides want. Things can certainly change between now and when you actually sign the contract, but I think Will Barton is going back to the Denver Nuggets. All right, guys. Appreciate all of you joining me tonight, um, including that little blip that we dealt with, the uh, the audio issue in the middle there. But appreciate you guys joining me tonight and sticking out, talking a little Lakers basketball always fun i love talking lakers basketball especially this time of year oh the draft is coming up on thursday so the uh live post game show obviously we get to do uh some draft recap we do our our live show remember every monday every thursday nine o'clock pacific time we do this live show so come join us then we break in everything down right here with you make sure you do subscribe right here to the lakersnation.com youtube channel and don't forget to subscribe to the nba front office channel as well Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.